film and music it is it is brutal it's a blood sport hey guys it's emma this is my first ever podcast episode today i'm joined with jed shepherd who is a director writer producer he does everything and he's working with sam raimi let me know what you think in the comments and hopefully this inspires someone to go out there and do stuff all right love you bye become a competition rather than doing the jobs that we have because like, I feel like a lot of people would love to have your job but they don't know how they would even start true yeah I want, don't want too many people knowing how to do my job otherwise <laughs> you know they'll, they'll take over <laughs> some people's fine I love uh, that but yeah no it, it's um it's one of those things where have we started by the way we have okay good it's very informal I like it. I like it. Actually, no, I'll introduce you first. Okay. Cool. Today on the first episode, we have Jed Shepard, who is a director, writer, executive producer, producer, yeah. music man, podcast man, Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver. Yeah. Worm. <laughs> <laughs> Part time. David worm. Bowie. Enthusiast. Stan. Yeah, enthusiast, yeah. Life on Mars fan. Oh, yeah. What else do you do? You do more than that. Record label guy. Yeah, podcast producer. You just know everyone. You can do everything. Almost. And th- no, you can. <laughs> if there's anything techie, especially or any anything, actually, I've got some half Asian. You. you know, <laughs> I've got <laughs> got that stereotype. That it's real. The stereotype's real. <laughs> you can like, just do anything. Yeah, I think it's it comes from the place where I hate asking other people for help. So I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna learn it. Like honestly, if 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 I knew how to do special effects, I'd do those too. <laughs> I can't be bothered to wait for people. So. You'd be great at special effects. I know, right? Why did you never get into that? I'm going to. I was I was thinking that 2023, I'm going to learn how to do that. I'm going to learn how to do everything. Just so oh. I can just go away for a month, come back. Yeah, got a film, acted in it too. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you could do animation. Oh man, that's because my dream. Because you get ideas for writing like mm-hmm. a million a minute. Yeah. You could just make stuff from, well, you already do, but like if you could animate... I'd love to and stop motion animation. Um, yeah, I, I actually want to do a stop motion animation film uh, later on this year. Not with me directing, someone else. <laughs> but yeah, that kind of I feel like that would be the most rewarding thing you could make, but the most yeah. painfully boring at the same time. Oh, it, we're it talking about the patience. same thing, like Wallace yeah. and Gromit. Yeah, like a Wallace and Gromit thing. Yeah, it just takes a lot of patience, and you know. It's, I don't really have that patience. Otherwise, I'd probably learn languages, learn, you know, read loads of books. What happened to Spanish? I, I'm still pretty good at Spanish. Are you? Yeah. Say something in Spanish. Something in Spanish. <laughs> no, I'm not, not going to be tested for posterity. No. I did Duolingo you all did. through That's what I lockdown. mean. You were so committed to that. Yeah. Because I was could... learning Korean and you were learning Spanish and we were kind of competing. The things with Duolingo, they pit you against strangers. Like they have those leaderboards. I'm just like, I'm not going to let that stranger in, in Austria beat me. Like, so I ha- it gives you an artificial but then it becomes a competition and not about learning a language that's exactly what it was and I was just like whoever this person is I'm going to track you down <laughs> it's kind of like that as well in music yeah it can kind of become a competition rather than oh film and music it is it is brutal it's a blood sport mm. that's the thing like especially pe- when you start getting money for stuff yeah pe- people don't realise they think it's you know it's all glitz and glamour from the outside but it is hard like the music industry is so hard so mm. and the film industry like what do you think's harder because hmm. i have i probably have a different answer to you but because i'm on the performer side that's very true but i've worked in music a lot 
I actually think it is filmmaking. It's easier to make a song than it is to make a film. So That's true. Like, we can make a song right now. In fact, we Should might. We? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you press the wrong button. <laughs> um, they don't work. Stop the cow. They do work. No. That's a cow. So um, yeah, we we could make. We're literally in the studio. We can we can make a song right now if we wanted to. You could write a song and make a song in about fifteen minutes if you really yeah. had to. Well, I guess we could also make a film on our phones, right? I mean, we are. Filming we are this. making a film. So yeah, I mean, you we're about to get a demon, demon podcast. Exactly. No, 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 no. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> um, Did you bring the sage? Imagine doing a seance in in the studio. Man, we in should. pirate studios as well. I I did um when I had um and I don't know that we've started off all over the place, but I'm sure we'll get to to agree in a second. But like yeah. when I had um my own radio show, um on Phoenix FM ninety eight FM Phoenix ninety eight FM, which goes out to basically Essex and some of East London, um, it was a new music show. Um, but like I, I was getting bored of that doing that. I was just doing it for like two years. So I started bringing in more supernatural things. So um, I invited <laughs> on. Yeah, I know that the, the guy who runs the the radio station. He, I mean, I was the one who's bringing in the most bands. I was bringing in the most like listeners. Um, and me and Rob Jelly. So um, shout out to Rob Jelly. Shout out to Rob Jelly. So um, and at the end of the year, like the, the newspapers, uh, the local newspapers would say um, this is the most popular show and stuff. And uh, for one year, it was mine. <laughs> the local newspapers. Yeah, it was. It, I can't, it was like the Brentwood and Balearic Express or something like that, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like it was saying, it was saying that my one was had the most bounds and was the most popular, etc. So I was getting away with murder. So I I invited on the Essex Ghost Hunters on. And have um, you told me this? You haven't told me this, have you? I, I don't know. So like this is new. Yeah, new. I invented the Essex Ghost Hunters. On. These these three guys is kind of like um it was like two middle aged guys and a slightly younger guy. I think he was the son of one of the guys. And this is a new <laughs> music business. show. This is a new music. Don't forget, so I was bringing new music. This is the latest one, blah blah blah. And then like halfway through my show, I start I was speaking to them and one of the guys got possessed, like live on air, and he started speaking in tongues, right? And I was just like this is gold. And like, my, my, I had like the live chat. You weren't worried. No. You weren't worried like, that you or him might die or like. No, I don't actually believe in ghosts. So I just think, okay, this guy is a performer. He's come on today with the with the intention to like perform. Mm. So he was going, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And <laughs> it was nuts. So it was that. And then it was like the, and this is a new one from churches. <laughs> It'd be, it would be is nuts. Have you got that episode somewhere? Yeah, I probably have. But you know what? It was like I, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> okay, that it was it was crazy. And then this um we had this like Halloween special episode where uh, um the the presenter before me, I was a little bit of a, a bad influence on him because he was like a slightly he was like I don't know, maybe he was seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. And he got given this show. <laughs> He's still in college. Yeah, no, he was. I can't I don't even know why he had this show, but he was his show was like kind of nuts. But anyway, he, he used to kind of like stay for my show just to see what the new music was, etc. Yeah. And then like I the the radio station was connected to a gym. I think I was t- telling you about this. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, what I'm going to do now is you're going to take a, a, a radio mic and you're going to go and investigate the ghost that's in that gym. So, and I was, he was like, really? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard there's a ghost in the gym. So I'm going to keep going back to you after every song and you're going to tell me if you see the ghost in the gym. So don't forget, all the lights are out in this gym. And I was like, this is going to be brilliant. So he, and, and he opens up the fire door to, to go into the gym. Like you're not meant to use it. And the fire alarm went off 
um, in the gym. Well, of course it, it did. Yeah, and I just didn't didn't realise. So the thing was, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, we get in trouble. So I basically just programmed in the, the the last half an hour of the show just to just be songs and not be talking. And I just went home. I got in the taxi and went home. Right. And then the next day, there's all these emails. I was like, I'm not even going to read them because if I don't read them, then I'm not in trouble. And but then that's I, me when I get mail. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when I get a parking ticket. Oh my god! But then everyone else got in trouble besides me somehow. You uh, do have that thing about you where you just get away with anything. I, I just literally You're just an angel. No one doesn't like you. I don't think. I just didn't respond. That, that's and, and you know I, I got got away with it. You did what the royal family did <laughs> yeah. with uh, what's his name, Andrew. Yeah. Just don't respond and it will go away. I think he responded though, didn't he? D- did he? Didn't he oh, was it the thing about, about, well, I wasn't sweating? Yeah, and Pizza Express and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know how I'm comparing re- you to Prince. <laughs> I know, right? Imagine going being in Pizza Express <laughs> and, and seeing Prince. It's like seeing Princess Diana in Nando's or something. It's just be like, <laughs> first of all, you're dead. But second of all, what are you doing in Nando's? There was, um, there was, I was speaking to someone the other week who was telling me that she was Princess Diana reincarnated and that oh she knows God. where the wedding ring is. It's in Buckingham Palace. She knows where it is. Is your friend younger than 22? No. Oh, do you, do you know someone who does this too? Well, uh, no, I'm just thinking. I don't Diana reincarnated. When did she die in 1997? Oh, right. I get it. No, she was... She was alive? Uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. it doesn't make any sense then. It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. I don't think she's very well. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> Diana reincarnated. Yeah. What does she do that's like Diana like? Literally nothing. Okay. So she, she... is very much like Princess Diana then. <laughs> Jed! <laughs> that's so dark. <laughs> that's so dark. What was I saying? We've gone on a tangent. Okay. But that was a great story. Okay. And hey. I'm glad you didn't get in any trouble for it. No. But you, you, do you know what? Like, it's quite impressive how you've kind of just been able to make a career out of all the things you love. It is weird, right? It's. I don't know. I don't know anyone else that's that far afield with all the stuff they do. But that's kind of what I want to do. Well, I think it's because you know, if you're since day one, literally day one, I've been into horror like more than anyone. Yeah. When no one else was into horror, it was just me by myself. Like going to the library, getting out horror books, going to like Aww, the video shop. Tiny yeah. Jed. Yeah, no. Going to the library. Yeah. And reading like, Goosebumps. Stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just, you know, no one would really be into horror. And then, so like, I, I, I just have an encyclopedic mind for horror. You which do. Is, which you know, is, every yeah. single film, but like book, it, story. But do you know, do you know what's good about it? it? It means that in every conversation I have with anyone about horror, I'm already. I can never be caught out. I can, I can, I have the confidence of I'll always know at least the same amount as someone talking to me about horror. That I, which, which I would is, bet my life <laughs> that I, I agree with that statement. Yeah, and like with that comes confidence because I think in mm. life we're always scared about being caught out, and that's the one thing I'll never be caught out on because like I <laughs> genuinely love horror and I know everything about it because I've seen every horror film. Mm. Um, so I think so that that gives you the confidence to just go out there and know what you're doing yeah and i think sometimes more often than talent it's just confidence that kind of gets you that's so true isn't that true yeah because i mean no one's got a voice like winnie houston but if you have like the confidence Mm. um that that can get you far funny enough this is really weird last night i was watching documentaries on susan boyle (laughs) they came up on my um on my youtube and i was watching them for hours wow but 
you know, like it is a confidence thing. You can get up there and just be like, mm, this mm-hmm. is my thing. I'm doing it. Yeah. I- it's a, it's unbelievable. I think confidence is more important than how you look, mm-hmm. what you have to offer yeah. most of the time. It's why you always see people that are doing things. And you're like, how are you? How are you doing that? Like, you're not yeah. even that good. Like, there's so many people that are better than you. And, but they don't, they lack the confidence. I, I think that's exactly what it is. And like, we're in, we're in the UK and I, I think we are naturally um, kind of like... Passive? Yeah. And, you, you know, we tend to like, like diss ourselves quite a lot and kind of like <laughs> look down upon ourselves. And we always like go to like the negative, I think. Whereas in America, like everyone's so positive and it's always a can- You're awesome, man. Yeah. We love you, Jen. Even though it's fake. It's like it's like a can-do attitude where here is like we might do. Mm. Um, but I, you know, I, I have like an American sensibility. You maybe do. Where I'm just like, I can do this. And um, yeah. And, I, and one of the other things I think this is the reason why I can do what I do is because I really like working with my friends. And if, if you find a way to work with your friends and you have like an army of people around you who's like, you know, they're, they're, they want you to su- succeed mm. and what, rather than strangers. Do you know what? That's a really good thing you've touched on because mm-hmm. you really do work with your friends all the time. But how important is it to work with people like your friends? And not, And okay, maybe the question is, do you think you get further when you're a good person? Wow, that's a that's and, a deep question. And stay question. loyal to your friends, or or throw them off into the skip as soon as you get. I feel like that question is so loaded <laughs> for a number of reasons, but like <laughs> I'm going to answer it. But uh, like genuinely, because you do see it happens all the time where assholes are in doing well yeah. and they use you use to get what they need. But does that is that what you have to be to be successful? I think loyalty is such a rare commodity in yeah. in film and music. Mm. Um, it's so hard, so, so hard to keep working with your friends, even though, you know, a lot of people say, oh, work with your friends, work with your friends, but it's difficult because mm. you have to convince the people who are maybe giving you the money or, like, the producers of the studio to let you work with your friends because, obviously, like, I can't say what the project is, but recently... Um, I I wrote and directed something for for someone, and um, it was very. Do I know what it is? Yeah, you're oh. in it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> and okay. like, it was it was it was difficult, like to <clears throat> to work with my friends behind the camera in in front of the camera. It was always um, you you can't just work with your friends all the time. You can't do that all the time. And I'm just like, if someone gives me a good reason why. <clears throat> then cool but but no one's been able to give me a good reason and mm. i think yeah quite often people throw their friend under the bus because they, they think that maybe their friends will kind of take over or maybe their friends will get in their way but i'm always just like if you're successful it's better to be successful surrounded by people like that you're friends rather than best interests by, yeah then then sycophants and people you don't know and strangers or people you met while you're on top Mm. I think it's much more satisfying if everyone comes with you. Mm. For example, like um, if you if you play for like say like a a third division football team, it is more satisfying to bring that third division football team to the top league and win the Champions League rather than just mm. transfer to like Man City. And yeah, yeah, you'll win something, but like there's no soul in it. Yeah, because like they were already going to win anyway. Yeah. So and also yeah. the inevitable crashing down 
Because mm-hmm. even the biggest stars in the world, the biggest writers, producers, that there will, there comes a point where yeah. even if your name isn't sort of in the bin, mm-hmm. you're not going to be as busy as you were and you're not going to be making as much money as you once were. Yeah. And then who's left? Yeah, exactly. You know? then, you're, then you're left alone. Then you'll come crawling back and be like, hey, guys, remember me? I'm, I'm the person that, that didn't take you with me. Yeah, because um, all of that isn't the real world. It's like, mm-hmm. it's um, it's just part of part of that job, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, like the industries we're talking about as well, like film and music, it is the most difficult. And being in the UK as well, I feel like we don't have the setup here, the infrastructure to to properly support people. Like mm. I feel like in America, there's so many different ways they, they support filmmakers, so many different funds. Really? Yeah. I'm in the wrong country. You, oh, you're 100% you what? are. Yeah. You, you know, it's it, like if you lived in LA, for instance. I get free stuff. You get free stuff, I'm sure. But you would also... <laughs> There's, there's more opportunities there's just generally more opportunities there's more films being made there there's more tv shows being made there there's more mm. music studios um there's more chances and it's the same for film like if i lived in la i would i would get more opportunities mm. and, um but you know there's something about being true to yourself and me and you are from south london as well so like i mm. always try and instill a little bit of like south london into everything <laughs> because like you know like for instance, this thing that I just did as well is meant to be set in America. That thing that we filmed recently, it was meant to be <laughs> set in America, and I I persuaded them to, to set in London because I just oh. wanted to have it like a, a London aesthetic. Um, because I'd feel like an imposter like doing this story in in America, mm. where I'm from London. I know London, and I know all the nuances, and and well, it gives it more character. Yeah, it makes it different. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, so it's an interesting industry. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But when it comes down to it, as well, like, do you think it's easier than in musical film? I think you can have a longer career in film. Mm. Um, because that's with mu- true. With music, you kind of have to come out of the gates running you, you kind of have to because no one's gonna if you have like two flop albums in a row no you're one's done aren't you yeah you're not gonna make a third album but with film you can pretty you can much make keep as going many forever shit yeah. films as you want yeah you can just keep going <laughs> you, you know like i also like how much slower it is to work in film yeah i mean i'm not too keen on the slow on the slow aspect i'm, I'm gonna make 10 films a year um but like there's more of a process to it yeah, I, yeah, maybe it's like I, I don't know. Maybe that's a performer side. You get to dive into one thing, and it's like you're lost in that. Yes, yes, yeah. I think it, yeah, from a performer angle, um, yeah, you can kind of just you're right. Actually, you can just like turn up on the day, get involved, <laughs> and then yeah, in in six months' time, something will be out. Um, but yeah, for the for the director, then they are waiting around. It could be like a mm. year of them just working every single day, and no one sees it yeah there's that isn't there mm-hmm. when you make stuff and you've got that awkward waiting period yeah until it comes out and everyone's ask, asking you uh, what Wait, are when's you doing? it coming out yeah and it's yeah, just like, what are you doing i can't i can't really tell you yeah <laughs> that's me always <laughs> but you've always got like so many projects on the go so and many, yeah. it's not easy i think it's something that you get better with the more you kind of are juggling multiple projects I, about about sustaining them all I, I think you kind of have to juggle a lot of things because... Being in, self-employed, period. Yeah. And then being self-employed in 
this field mm-hmm. or these fields. Yeah. And you never know it's what's going to go mental. next. You never know what's going to happen next. Like the thing you're working on right now, that that could that could take years to 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 happen or to come out. So you have to just keep doing multiple things at mm. once in order to you know have momentum. And it kind of looks like I guess on the outside that loads of things are happening at once, but a lot of things have been boiling on the boil for like ages. So true. Yeah. <clears throat> and I also I, think um uh, what you talked about <laughs> earlier about the um when you're on top and you're you're on your way down like i think it's a good idea to diversify what you're doing as well and like if you're working in film or music don't just do that like do other things as well diversify the stuff you're doing diversify your income from from different um streams um i think it's important to do that and i think in school they should teach you about about yeah about finances and diversifying your your passive income and things like that right I wish they they taught me that in school, or mm-hmm. even just how to manage time or taxes. Oh yeah, like <laughs> it's there's so there's so much that goes into it that I, again, like you said earlier, people don't see. They think, oh, it's glamorous. You go into this event and that event, and you're you you know your films all around the world. And no, I'm not I'm not in it for the, the glamour. That's like two percent of it. Yeah, isn't it? And I told you, like, if I'm up for an Oscar, I'm I'm not going. Like he's uh, he's already told me that I can go and pick it up. You you can go in my place. Yeah, you can go in my place. But like I I just don't want to go. I, I I feel it's cringe to me. Like award shows. The older I cringe. get, the older I get, the more cringy it it's making me feel. Yeah, it's just like like I don't. Wanna, I love like, Ricky Gervais on the Golden Globes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I was invited to this uh, quite big award show recently, and I was just like, no way, like. <laughs> I, I, why like it's just people patting each other on the on the back most mostly people who you know don't really deserve it and um mm. I, I'm it's all fixed isn't it mostly it's all friends giving each other friends isn't well there, is, friends, <laughs> there definitely friends, is friends. an element of that but being on the jury of some of these things it's not a fix but you know whoever's the most popular whoever's the most liked whoever's a hot topic yeah it's you could definitely sway it. You could definitely sway things your way if you know, if you're popular. Like, um, but you know, I, I actually like being on the jury for things, but I don't like the the award side of things. I, I like giving my opinion and, and trying to sway people. You're a tastemaker. Yeah. An uh, influencer. No, no, I'm not an influencer. <laughs> Jed's an influencer. No, it's like um, <laughs> someone said to me. Someone, someone saw my mum in the street the other day and was like, "Oh, your son's so famous!" And then my mum called me and was just like, "Who, the, who did that?" It was, it was a, it was a guy that I grew up with. Basically, okay. he saw my mum and was just cool. like, "Oh, your son's so famous now." My mum called me and was like, "Jed, are you like famous now?" And I was like, "No, don't, don't listen to people." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't want that on me. Actually, do you know what? Now we're having this conversation. I just remembered the first time I got recognised was with you. Was it? What was it? You don't remember? I don't. I don't know. Vegan chicken wings. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, the first time I think I ever got recognised. Yeah, yeah. So like, I've I've known you since before. Two, I feel like five years. <gasps> yeah, it was like two thousand seventeen, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh god, six years. Was it? What? what oh yeah, when two thousand twenty-three. Yeah, it was something like Ooh. that. It, yeah. So what what was that story, Ems? <sighs> You'd gone to. We went to. I went to Comic Con. Yeah. It was my first ever time at Comic Con, actually. Yeah. Were you dressed as Luigi, by the way? 
she leaves us out the story. She's dressed like Luigi. Me and my brother got these free hats. You know, the Mario and Luigi. I can't remember. Comic-Con used to be better a few years ago because they used to give you so much free stuff. Like me yeah. and my brother got these free hats. <laughs> and we dressed it, yeah, so whatever. And then um we're like we're like wandering around and then I saw this panel was on it was the guys who who were they? The film was called The Void. It was the that filmmakers was the who made Yeah, who made the the Void. Um Astron Six Guys for those that know. So that was that was a horror film, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a kind of a John Carpenter style horror film and I was um I get asked to host panels sometimes, especially the horror ones. Um so I was yeah, that the host MC of that panel. And there was a lot of people in there. Yeah, it was in the big stage. It was like a thousand people at least. And Sitting on that stage was Jed yeah. with these two directors. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think it was as I walked into the room, you opened it up for questions. Oh, really? You weren't there the whole time? No. Okay, I th- well, I think I was in. there for like five minutes before and then they opened it up for questions they said if you get up and ask a question you'll get a copy of the dvd i was like yeah oh, okay, that's that's my one stuff. trick that that's my one trick to was that your idea yeah 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 smart i i always do that i always enticing say, to people i always say this like, okay pay attention because like i'm gonna be giving out prizes at the end so whoever has the best question gets a prize but like i, I give a prize for every question basically Aww, that's so, lovely yeah but, so i got up and i uh yeah, and by oh, the way, this is all filmed. I know this sounds like like it is. It's it very like cinematic, a fairy tale, cinematic moment. But this was this was filmed. Emma getting up. The first, I think you were the first person to ask a question. Yeah. A spotlight shining <laughs> on Emma in the middle of the audience with a, with a mic, and her on behind me on on the stage with these big screens as well. Oh yeah. So yeah, so you can see. So you can see me and the and the filmmakers on on stage. And then you see Emma on one of the other screens, and there she is. And I go up to the microphone. I'm like, oh, hello. Uh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jed, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Jed, <laughs> you didn't say that. You didn't say that at all. <laughs> I was. What was I doing at the time? I was at Identity doing my classes, probably. Yeah, my acting classes, and I was really new to it. And um, I just got up and I said, "How how do you find new actors?" Because I didn't know what I was doing. I was just asking questions. Mm-hmm. Um. And they gave me some lovely advice. What did they say? They said about self-tapes and... Yeah, something about self-tapes. We self-tape. just do self-tapes. We cast everyone from self-tapes. I was like, okay, that's great. And then I was kind of yeah. like, well, I don't know how to get the self-tapes, but like that's another <laughs> that's another question for another person. But like, I took my DVD and went away and I followed Jed on Twitter. Must be, yeah, or Instagram. Somewhere. Or yeah. Um, and we ended up working together but more times than I can count on my fingers. O- almost too many times. Ah, <laughs> Jed! <laughs> but I'm yeah. the lucky charm. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, so like I saw, I saw him there and like I, I had this idea for this like short film uh, where I need someone who can act, dance and sing. And I was like, where am I going to find that person? And then all of a sudden in the spotlight, there's Emma and I'm just like, oh wow, like she, she looks the part. So... Um, yeah, then when I saw her profile, I was just like, oh, she's a singer, she's an actor, and she, she's a, I think I had to ask if she was a dancer. And then, so we met up, and actually, I think we went you to just, watch her. You f- just asked me to do a dance battle with you. <laughs> yeah, and I won, of course. Um, but we met up just to talk about, like, the, the project, and uh, didn't we go and see a film as well at the same time? We go to Peckinplex. Yeah, yeah. No, we went to the arcade, and then I think we went to Peckinplex. We went to Peckinplex, which is actually where we filmed the film. The, which is, yeah. What did which we was watch? so cool. We watched the one with Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, yeah. And everyone yeah. in that cinema. Jed was trying to explain to me what Peckinplex was. 
about like the atmosphere and I was like mm, okay and yeah. then I got there and people were jumping up and shouting you could hear the, s- the screen next door yeah. of people stomping their feet mate it's, it's like a 4D experience it's if also like a time capsule for <laughs> I don't even know when like I 80s just, 90s sticky floor yeah there's a bullet hole in, in one of the screens I genuinely. loved making that film yeah so, so we made a film called, called, multi- called Multiplex I want to make it into a feature I want to make it into a feature so such a good script I remember reading it like yeah. this is this is like a you know yeah. like an episode of Doctor Who or it is I, I'm definitely going to do Doctor Who at some point soon um yeah so so we did that and then after that we worked on so many things yeah I can't even remember now a little thing called host a little thing called host yeah which again is weird because most of the girls from host were in multiplex which I met for a year all of them were everybody everybody yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And I'd met Gemma more a few years before that on a commercial. Yeah. And then we made host and yeah. now we're still making stuff all the time. Yeah. And it's funny cuz like people obviously think it's a it's just a story that we all know each other we're all friends um but the host people but it's true. And actually I listened to a podcast the other day. I wasn't on it, but they were talking about um Scare Package 2 which which we did together as well mm-hmm. uh which came out just before Christmas on Shudder, another Shudder thing. Um, and we did a section, a segment, <laughs> we did a segment called um, uh, Special Edition. And uh, so they, they, I was listening to that, they're talking about that. And I think they were interviewing Aaron, who's like the main producer on it. And uh, he, Aaron was saying to the to the presenter, like, no, they're, they're really all good friends. Like, it's real. It's, it's, like, this is why you stay friends with, with your, well, you mm-hmm. work with your friends. That yeah. was host only happened because we worked with our friends. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes I think what we don't talk about, what we don't discuss is what if one of you was terrible? What if like <laughs> we're a bunch of friends? Because we just use everyone that was in our WhatsApp group, Quarantine Movie Club, WhatsApp group. Bar Umma. Umma well, wasn't Umma in host. Umma only came into the group after host. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Otherwise I he would have. Yeah. He would have probably played Teddy's part. I'm yeah. pretty sure he would have. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's a good point. Everyone, Steve VFX, yeah, did the effects for host. Doug, the producer. Gemma, Rob's Gemma the director. Hurley. Oh no, Gemma Hurley, we only became friends with us. Yeah, Je- Je- Gemma a came a little friend. bit later. Yeah, um, but all, all the yeah. cast, um, yeah, the, the VFX, the that's stunts. Wild. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, but yeah, but I was I always think like, okay, what if what if one of one of you or two of you like didn't. It didn't gel. It, it would have ruined the entire film. But, but like, what if the improv was shit? Yeah. Well, that's always why I think that um, the editor, Brenna, she did such a good job because, you know, you have to find the film in the kind of I can't. Storm. I can't imagine what that was like. <laughs> I'm sure she had a lot of assistants who helped her and looked for the, the best, best bits because, yeah. Yeah. But and the, each take was so different, Jed. Mm-hmm. Like... Was yeah. that one? Oh, and dashcam. Yeah, <laughs> dashcam and dashcam. Um, yeah. So you know, it's mm. the editor is, and this is. I mean, I I've edited podcast, I've edited video before, but you know, having a really good editor is so important. I think, isn't it weird? I always think about this. Like, who's the most important part of making something polished? Is it the editor? Is it the director? Is it the cast? Is it is it a perfect storm of all of it going well? I think a lot of it comes down to edit. I I think. The Maybe most, the most important part. I think the most important p- person on any film is a writer, personally. Really? Because it's the only... 
Ooh. It's the only job where if they weren't there, the film wouldn't happen. If he changed the director, um, it would still happen. If he if he changed the writer, it wouldn't happen. Oh yeah. I remember when I was in acting school, they told us we were the most disposable person on set. <laughs> I mean, in our job. not disposable, but like, I mean, it easily could be replaceable. Yeah. Um, but say, say for example, like I wasn't on host or dash cam. There wouldn't, there wouldn't be a host or a dash cam. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, I don't mm. know. That's a good point. Well, it is, it is, it's always a collaboration, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think writers get the short end of the stick as well, quite quite a lot of the time. It's always the producer and the director that gets the, yeah, gets the flowers. Why is that? But you know, have you noticed? I've, I've tr- the last couple of years, I've really tried to change that. I've really tried to fly the fl- flag for writers. Me, mm. me and Gemma. But that's the thing, actually. You don't you don't usually see writers. You don't no. you don't see them promoting the film. No. And that was, I guess, different about hosts because you and Gemma were on BBC and mm-hmm. and um, yeah. getting your names and your faces out there. I think it why also comes that. I is it down to choice or is it actually down to I think it's also down to the, the person I think because I am quite good at talking um like I'm quite good in interviews and quite good in podcasts <laughs> and I know that know that world um as soon as I go into one podcast and someone listens to it people go oh okay we want him on our podcast because he knows about yeah. horror so yeah. what's your favorite horror film Oh, good question. I mean, it's it's real basic to say this, but um, I mean, I've got two. It's Night of the Comet. It's a 1984 film. I always go on about, so I'm not going to go. Still never seen it. Yeah, you just watch it. It's good. Is that with Kelly and Kelly Maroney and Catherine Mary Stewart? Yeah, the last two ladies left on Earth, and they have to fight zombies. And they, yeah, <laughs> sounds like a teenage boy's favorite yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that's when I watched it. Um, but it's probably Evil Dead too. You know, I'm a big Sam Raimi fan, so um, still not seen. It's it's just so much fun, and it's it kind of it gave me that idea that horror doesn't have to be you know just all scares. It can be funny as well. So. I I love Sam Raimi for that, mm-hmm. like yeah. his humor. Yeah, and obviously now I'm mates with Sam Raimi. So what's he like? He is the he's literally the best. Like he is one of the best people I've like like ever spoken to, and he's my mentor now as well, which Excuse is crazy. Me? Yeah, <laughs> talking to me right now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. Yeah, no, he he's really good, and like he's given me loads of good advice. Um, like I know his daughter now as well. I'm working with his daughter on something. Um, Is she right as well? She she's a producer, actor. She actually acts oh. as well. Yeah, she's really fun. She's only like she's just turned twenty four like a couple of days ago. Oh, so she's like my age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. You, you get on with her loads. She's great. What's oh, her name? Um, Emma. No way. Yeah, <laughs> her name's Emma. Emma Raimi. That's um, a cool name, yeah, isn't know, it? Right? You know what? I'll introduce you. She loves hosts, so um, yeah. Uh, What's it like though when you when you? Because uh, I know we've been speaking for quite a while now, but like oh, this is like the, such a good chat. Like I'm in, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> you sound surprised, Dems. I, d- I don't know. I feel like I've spoken to you so much over the years that like, there would be nothing else left to hear. But actually, well, I was loads. I was wrong. I've been holding back. But like, what's it like? What's it like with, with someone like Sam Raimi, who is like an absolute legend, and then all of a sudden you're working together and you're mates? Well, you know, it's... Do you feel like, whoa, or you just kind of like take it in a stride, like, oh. I, I think because it, it, it kind of happened over the course of, like, I think the first time I spoke to him was 2019 or 2020 on, on Zoom, because me and Rob are working on something with him. And then it's only in the last, like, like last year, basically, that 
that me and him have been speaking like one-on-one and he's been like literally my mentor like helping me with things and decisions and um yeah and he keeps saying to me jed like we really need to work me and you need to work on something together like really really soon and besides the things we're already doing and i'm like yep yep um there's this there's this romantic time travel thing that i really want to do sam and it's it's really out of left field but like it's it's a remake of this film called somewhere in time from 1980 with christopher reeve and and um mm. jane seymour yeah and uh i think that would be good with sam maybe i don't know just something a little bit left field i really like him and his his stuff like even dr strange I love Doctor Strange too. It like, was so different. Yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting, but it really was mad. He, you know, the last time multiverse I sp- of madness. The the last time I spoke to him, like I was asking some kind of serious question about a particular shot, and he he said to me, "Okay, let me just show you something." And I thought he was going to show me something about like what I was talking about, but he wanted to demonstrate how to act backwards. So he, he, he was I'd love like an acting workshop with him. So he literally he, like he went into his garden and he put his phone phone down and he stood back and then he was he was acting but backwards as as if it was rewinding <laughs> and he was in like he was doing it as if his his light he had a lighter in his hand like jumped up from the ground into his hand and it was really good like obviously he's practiced it and I was like wow that's really good that's sound. what he's doing in his spare time <laughs> now you now everyone knows I know he's walking backwards in his garden <laughs> it's good. Yeah. and I told his <laughs> daughter practicing. and she's like yeah that's what he does um no he's just he's amazing because obviously he he his films have made billions it's it's crazy and he's well, just Spider-Man. such a normal he's just such a normal sweet guy he just <sighs> wants to help and that. i've never seen anyone just just so humble and also so skillful and he he's made some of my favorite movies of all time as well so it's nuts mm. yeah and maybe i do take it for granted i'm just like oh yeah I, i've got a meeting with sam raimi in like 10 minutes i'll go make a cup of tea now <laughs> whereas if if i was a kid and I, I wouldn't even dream of being able to speak to sam raimi it's weird isn't it how these things do creep up on you though the longer yeah. you're you're doing it for who's your like, sam raimi who, who would be your sam raimi that i've already had or that i would have in the future that that you would want to meet and it's like basically you're the hero of what you want to do and that's a really good question because i've got so many different ones like yeah like when the life on mars writers followed me (laughs) and uh, like that was insane it's john John sim right (laughs) it'd be john sim maybe i love john sim (laughs) but then like i'm thinking music wise yeah someone like mel b do you know what i mean out of all the spice girls you picked Mel B. she's my favorite he's had the probably the least successful solo career no who cares she was the Spice Girls to me. Wow. Jerry's she rolling was... the grave right now. <laughs> She's alive. <laughs> Just about. Like, <laughs> have you seen her? Um, <laughs> no, uh, but like, Mel C's been the most successful. I can't actually know. I, I mean, Justin Bieber. It, what? He, what? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm being completely Does he write serious. Does he write his songs? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, he's... I would think it'd be Madonna. Because she's... I love Madonna. I mean, she I might do love Madonna. be a handful, maybe. <laughs> but, you know... But w- if I'm thinking of someone who I used to look up to and be like... Mm-hmm. Whoa. It's Mel B. More Justin Bieber. Okay. But, okay. F- I mean, for me, if we, if we were working together and yeah. writing music, mm-hmm. I would be like, oh my God. With Justin Bieber? Yeah. Britney? What about Britney? I could kind of understand that. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> 
That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, baby. No, I, yeah, I do respect them and stuff, but they weren't like my idols. They weren't like, I was like, whoa, like mind How blowing. about BTS? That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. They, they feel a little bit really like puppets, cool. though, no? Huh? Do they write their own music? Yeah. Okay. And they produce their own stuff as well. Do they? Okay, yeah. fair enough. Well, I mean, there's seven of them, so the odds are yeah. <laughs> one of them will be able to make a beat. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> I'm trying to think, actually. Actor-wise, maybe someone like... Meryl Streep? No. A bit younger. Hmm, something for you to, to ponder on, maybe. Yeah, I haven't really thought about it. <laughs> we just we just waste ten minutes on like, <laughs> just give me a minute. Yeah. Mm, uh, mm. <laughs> we got cricket sound effects. <laughs> Stop the cow. We just got that. <laughs> but um, uh, there was there was one more question I had for you, Jed. Okay. You okay? There is no limits mm-hmm. on your success. What? Very true. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what is that laugh? <laughs> Anyway, um, okay, so well, there's no limits on, on what could happen, right? Mm-hmm. What would be your dream, like your dream project or your dream state of being? Because I feel like you're really getting, yeah, you're really getting there anyway. So I want my own, and I will have it this year. This year, I want to have my own production company. Very, what are you going to call it? I, I've got Lucky some ideas. Emma. I don't want. I don't. I, I don't want to say it out loud yet, just okay. in case. Um, but I want my own production company, um, and I want to do an episode of Doctor Who. I really, really. I've put it out there. I've spoken to some people. I really want to do an episode of Doctor Who, and this new Doctor Who seems like it's going to be good as well. Oh, so back, yeah. Back Has to, it come out yet? No, no, not yet. I think they had just like a Christmas special, right? Which I haven't seen. Oh, yet. I haven't seen it either. Yeah, it's kind of derailed a little bit, but I I, I reckon it's going to get back on course. And I'd, I'd love to do Doctor That show's who. got a special place in both of our hearts. Yeah. And life on Mars. And life on Mars. Oh, I'd love to be... And K-pop groups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big fan of Red Velvet. And Comic-Con. And Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. All, all, all that good stuff. But I think... Uh, it's not You know what? It's not a, a Star Wars thing or a Marvel thing, which a lot of people would would, would think would be the pinnacle. Like I'm, I, I, Is I it like really Doctor Who? Doctor Who, but maybe to maybe have make a, your own show that's the equivalent. Yeah, I think so. Or have or start a horror franchise. <gasps> like I want to come up with an an antagonist as good as Freddy Krueger, basically, and have that you know go exceptional ten films. films. By the way, like those mm-hmm. ones, they're yeah. some of my favorite ever. Oh yeah, favorites. yeah. I'm wor- I'm working on it. I'm um I'm going in the right direction. I've there's lots of cool things happening in 2023. You've, you've accomplished a lot as well. Yeah. For, for for now, but not nearly enough. Not nearly enough. Because I want to. I want to be able to. Um, it's cheesy to say this, but you know, when, when you're like fourteen, fifteen, and like you don't even think being a filmmaker is an mm-hmm. option. Yeah. Uh, so I want to be able to one day jump in my time machine because in a few years that's going to be invented. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah my, You'll probably invent it. Yeah, I think so. My, my, myself in the future did tell me and um jump back and speak to myself when i'm 14 15 and be like don't worry this is going to be really cool I'd you're going to do, do this 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 yeah i just want to that little kid used to go to the library and get out horror books and books about monsters mm. i want to be able to like um you know tell that little kid like it's going to be okay what what um what advice would you give just short like what advice would you give the most important thing you'd need if you're a teenager right now or even 
anyone who just wants to start and they feel like it's too late maybe what what advice would you give them i would say to do something like what you're doing i would say um you know build a good team around you um but mostly just be be kind and i think if you're if you're kind um (coughs) people want to work with you that that's the thing and if you're unkind, people won't want to work with you. It's as easy as that. And I also think what's important, especially going this being the new year, is a lot of people wake up every day and they choose negativity. They're always on about things that's going wrong in their life. They're always looking, just you know, looking at other people and being jealous of what they have and going on doom scrolling on Instagram and Twitter and looking at how bad the world is or like being jealous of what other people have got. If you just surround yourself with positivity, positive things will come your way. You'll attract positive things. So Mm -hmm. I wake up every day like, this is going to be the best day ever. I'm going to do lots of cool stuff. I'm going to send positivity out there and I'll get positivity back. And it It, works. It works every time. Works every time. Simple Mm -hmm. as that. Fuck. I think that's about it. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Jed Shepard. Yeah. It's really sensitive if you just tap it. No. There's me like the pushing the buttons. How do you do that? Uh, that? That fader right next to it. That one, yeah. <laughs> so you can fade it. Oh, it didn't work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't You'll get, get over that. Should I push this one? Yeah, that's off. Boy!